Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kev Mac Video Podcast. Today, I'll be giving you guys a taste of Joe Rockhead from Santana Block Compton Crip, founder of the I Can Youth Foundation program. For podcast listeners that are not hip to the Kev Mac videos, you can go on YouTube, type in Kev Mac videos, and you can actually see the live video with pictures, news articles, and actual footage. I've never had a human being challenge my mind. Elaborate on that a little more. I mean, he challenged my mind. Shot. We didn't did everything under the belt, and we didn't did our years. And now we're coming out here. We want to help people. He's already helping people. What I do is I work with youngsters. I help youngsters change their mindsets. I help youngsters get to college through basketball. And that, that's what's so unique about my story. See, I don't profess to be nothing but who I am. I'm helping people. I've been out He's since, helping people. I've been out since 1992, and I was told by my own peers, my own homeboys, my own comrades, I wouldn't last months, six months, or even a year. I've seen homies go, we can go and get out and come back in three months, in two days, in I've two weeks. I've, I've seen it. Let me tell y'all something, man. I'm motivated by one thing. The one thing, one thing I'm motivated behind, man, is changing lives, helping those who want to be helped. Period. You can donate to Mac videos at paypal.me slash publications or cash out, dollar sign, Mac videos. Our basic needs, our primary needs, you know, food, shelter, and clothing. You know what I mean? And the curriculum deal with so, you know, secondary need, our secondary need, our self-esteem, our self-worth. Then the curriculum went to our social needs, reputation, how you view, how you looked upon by others. My, I use my history, my past, my stories to help the hopefully motivate others. And because of Kev Mac videos, I'm going to tell you something. I've been approached by the Hunters. I've been approached by the Damu. I've been approached by so many hoods. Hey, you Joe Rockhead. Man, thank you. We needed to hear that. We needed to get that. I been, I was... I was at some. I was at a nail shop going to get my nails and feet done. God damn it, dude can't put his head up. Man, no, no disrespect. But he said, no disrespect, homie. You Joe Rock. I said, man, we need you. You know what I'm saying? And that's what it's about, man. Yeah, no, real talk. That's what this shit is about. Nigga, I've been out since 1992. I was going all the 80s and half the goddamn 70s. And I've been out, and I'm, all, I'm about changing lives, about doing what's best damn for right. these youngsters. And I could only help those who want to be helped. And I'm going to tell you, game by yourself. It's consequences. I don't know if anyone telling you from your hood, when you bang it, there's consequences. And, and when you go to a funeral and you're crying over your homeboy, that's them consequences. People have no choice but to respect that. Yeah. Whether they're they on your side or and not. And I'm just, I'm happy to be with my homeboys. Yeah, for sure, man. And I'm, I, I, I love them dearly. And we have so much knowledge that we can give and we can share. I know I'm not perfect, but I know I've always been a good motherfucker. I've watched a lot of your interviews as of lately, and some of the guys that's given these interviews, I don't think we realize what them guys have been through in their lives. 
like the older guys. Most of them guys was born in 1953 to 59. And a lot of them are going back and forth for what the truth or what the truth or not. What's true or what's not true. And a lot of that got to do with our su substance abuse, our alcoholism. We went through a lot, man. I mean, yeah, back then you're talking about sniffing cotton balls, glue, paint. Then they came out with cannabinol. And most of y'all probably never heard of cannabinol, but cannabinol was the little crystal you put in your fucking nose. And then from cannabinol to angel dust, then when angel dust didn't capture our community like the system thought it would, they went to Sherman. So I just think, honestly, a lot of these guys had so much substance abuse, they don't know what's the truth or what's not the truth is today. I might have been sick. I might have been crazy. I might have been a lot of things, but I'm consistent in what I do. I was who I am. But I've never drank or used drugs before in my life. I mean, can never know Angel does Sherman. And then and when people jumping off the freeway butt naked and shit in the late 70s and stuff, 70s. And then they came out this free basin. Everybody know back then. People who really know the hustlers who knew free basin was for white folks. That was a partying drug they did in the 60s. It always been around. But when it hit our community and went beyond our community, that's when it became a problem. Because not only... From my understanding, because I was in jail during all the, all, all the crack cocaine era, the early part of it, not only did it affect our, our mothers, our brothers, our sisters, our cousins, our nieces, our nephews, our grandkids, it, it started affecting the dope dealer because they started using their own shit. It started affecting people in the White House. Their kids start using it. It went beyond. You know, but again, look at the history of our color as black people, as human beings, it was always something thrown in our community to help us self-destruct. Always. On top of that, we gang-banging, we gangsters, we pimps, we players, we hustlers, we robbers, we jackers. And you add that substance to it. What you get? You get, you get a, a buck-naked wild animal. And I think that helped de further destroy us. But most importantly, as you notice, when I tell, when I relate to my stories, I relate to how it reflects to me. And I do that purposely because you can't never take away me. And I might not be 100% correct or accurate, but I know I'm 98% there. When we talk about the birth of the Compton Crips. From Karate Man point of view, original Karate Man point of view about the Grandies, um, from Killer Bob, from um, King Rat point of view. I mean, these are old guys. Grandies, Boot Hill, Oaks Park, Carver Pie has always been around. It wasn't new. They've been around. When the call came down that everything is turning cripping, Compton Crip was there. So when people say, well, this person started Compton Crip, this person, you can't say that. Because Hoods was already representing. They, just had, they didn't go to 
Raymond or other people and say, oh man, can we get your blessings? Hoods really start doing their thing because they was already in existence. Boo Hill always been in existence. Grandy's always been in existence. Before Crip, it was Grandy's. Before Crip, it was Oaks Park Businessman. So let's, let's not get misled or fooled by the myth. But since we understand where Crip originated from and the different stories people trying to lay to try to get more clarity for we can eventually teach our youngsters the truth and educate our young homies about the real. People are so scared to talk. Because, oh man, they may think I'm this, I may think I'm that. Why are you scared to talk if you're trying, not, if you're trying to help your hood? How can you help your hood without communication? How can you not build your hood without communication? How can you help your hood when you think you're bigger than your hood? There's a lot of that shit going on today. And if you want to see your hood succeed, you got to start educating your hood. You got to start involving your neighborhood in different things that you do that's positive. As I said before, when I do a food giveaway, a clothes giveaway, I involve my hoods and multiple hoods in Compton. When I want to, when the Compton Magic Program come to me and say they want to give books away to two elementaries, I reach out to the Compton Letters. Hey, man, I want to, we want to get some books to foster over there, your school. I reach out the mail. We want to get it. We let the, the Negroes and the brothers and sisters from that neighborhood get them books out to make them feel good about themselves. Compton got the only black Amalam service in, 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 in anywhere right now. And this dude volunteered himself, his Amalams, his big-ass barbecue grill to try to do anything and everything he possibly can for any neighborhood in Compton. Muhammad. So the only way we can make things right in our neighborhoods, we have to come together the right way without no hidden agendas. Like today, everybody want to get together because of Nipsey. Everybody want get, to get in the limelight. This work been going on before Nipsey, during Nipsey, and going to be going on after Nipsey. He, he, maybe he had the limelight because he was a rapper. He's very known. He's popular. He's a good-looking young man, and he did what he did. But you got some brothers out there that's grinding every day. You got some homeboys out there been grinding every day with limited resources to make a difference in the neighborhood they grew up in. Representing Jim Brown, the Mayor I Can program, I've been, I've been in about 28 cities where I opened up the Mayor I Can program. My greatest joy when I had my own contract in the city of Compton, when I was able to hire Power Rules and Crips to come in and work together. When I had a contract with the city of Long Beach, when I was able to hire insanes and 20s to work together to better their community. So we got brothers every day from every different, different kind of neighborhoods doing this work. Let's not pretend it ain't been going on. Let's not forget what happened in 92. Let's not forget what's been going on every day since 92.
Yeah, we have issues because ain't nothing perfect in life. When you got young people and old people using drugs, abusing some type of substance, and they don't have an idea of what they're doing or what they're going through, then they create a chaos with another neighborhood that we call that a gang war because we had an ignorant individual high, didn't realize what he was doing, didn't go back and tell his hood what was going on. There were a lot of, there were a lot of beefs going on just because of that. What can we do to prevent that? How many times people have been communicating with other neighborhoods every day and don't talk about it to the public because Percy's not the public, public's um, fucking opinion. It's about what them hoods are trying to do. When I had my office in Compton, we did a great job. Per capita was murder capital of the U.S. per capita in 2004, 2005. And the reason why the system did not want to renew Americans' contract well, because I would not allow law enforcement. I would not allow law enforcement into our meetings when you got two rival neighborhoods inside that meeting talking about how can we how can we stop this war? How can we make a difference? So because I wouldn't allow law enforcement, then this is why we wasn't renewed, but we brought the crime down. The mayor approached me about six years ago and said she wanted to meet with all the Crips and Bloods. The mayor of Compton, Crips and Pyrus, we met. It didn't turn out right. She had her agenda. But look what it has done today. Certain hoods are not warring against each other. No, they're not holding hands. No, they're not going out to eat, hanging out together. But they are not warring today because of that concept. This shit been going on, man. Don't think one, one, one incident that the world made major is dictating what's been going on every day. What Cam Mack been trying to do in these videos every day, communicate with people, trying to get information out there to enhance and make people aware of what's really going on through allowing older guys, older men, men who created this monster, who created this animal, and men who's trying to make a difference in changing the concept and the outlook of what animals used to be and what they can be today. He created this before any of this for years. So we got to take advantage. He's not putting us on his camera for us to brag about what we did or who we are or where we from. I'm not bragging. I'm passionate because this has always been me. I'm not saying I'm the founder of a gang or I started this, I started that. I'm saying my name, my gang name was Joe Rocket, crazy motherfucking Mr. Rocket, original Compton Crip. Now I'm Rock Johnson, chief of staff of American Foundation for Social Change, founder and president of ICANN Youth Foundation, where I help young men get to college through basketball. And I partner with other organizations trying to make a difference in all our communities. Because this is what it's about. If we don't, we're not on this camera trying to make a difference, we're trying to show you that you can come from one extreme and go to another one in a very positive way. The same thing Jim Brown said. He felt that if he could change the mindset of a, of a negative predator, from a negative to a positive and put that person back in his community in a positive way, that person is just as effective in a positive way as he was in a negative way in his own community. Yes, and that's what this is about.
want to thank you guys for listening in. Again, this will appear on KMAC videos on YouTube Friday at 6 p.m. Pacific Coast time. I want to thank you all that have donated to paypal.me slash publications or cash app KMAC videos. I encourage you guys to go over to YouTube and search for KMAC videos. Appreciate you guys for listening. Have a great day.